Gun violence is an ongoing issue in D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser declared it a public health crisis in 2021, and she created new programs and task forces to target the problem. But gun violence continues to be an issue. So far this year, homicides are 32 percent higher compared to the same time period in 2022. People in communities impacted by gun violence say they feel like the government isn't listening to their needs. Dr. Joseph Richardson is a professor of African-American studies and medical anthropology at the University of Maryland. He spent his career studying the impact and cycle of gun violence and trauma. And he joins us now. Dr. Richardson, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. D.C. is not the only city in the U.S. to classify gun violence as a public health crisis. Can you explain briefly why this is considered a public health issue? What we know in terms of gun violence and its impact on children, recently gun violence has become the leading cause of death among children in the U.S. And among uh, young black men in the United States, gun violence is the leading cause of death and disability. It causes increased um, harm to communities in terms of mental health and trauma, and also the, the physical cost of gun violence in terms of medical care. You were part of a recent gun violence prevention roundtable organized by Ward 2 Councilmember Brooke Pinto. Community leaders and residents living east of the Anacostia River shared their frustrations with the way the city handles the issue of gun violence. What do you think is causing the disconnect between those communities and people who can make a difference? I think for a long period of time, the communities have suffered from disinvestment. For example, we found studies which established a correlation between redlining and poor black communities and higher rates of fatal and non-fatal shootings. And what we need right now is an investment in empowering the community to be involved in the solutions, not a, a top-down governmental approach. I think that's where a lot of this, uh, the frustration emanates from, but also, you know, the overall distrust that we've seen in the police in the United States and the feeling that communities are left alone and isolated and many people are in fear and fear often forces people to engage in um, behaviors which they would under normal circumstances not likely to engage in, such as carrying a firearm. You're saying that the approach to curbing gun violence and ending gun violence needs to take place within the communities. Can you talk a little bit about how that works, and how do you measure the success of such initiatives? Well, I think there are many ways to measure the success, but also I think the the way that we can measure success are by what communities determine as metrics for success. And for example, if we look at metrics of success with hospital-based violence intervention programs, and there are six uh, in the district funded by the Office of Victim Services and Justice Grants, one of those metrics we would use would be uh, lowering the rate of trauma recidivism. But we also know within the hospital violence intervention um, space that there are other metrics that we've considered, such as building trust, encouraging participants to attend uh, sessions that focus on cognitive behavioral therapy. For our street outreach, we would measure that by um, the, the decrease in fatal and non-fatal shootings. And so we, we also have to consider that 
the funding or lack thereof in CVI programs has has affected the coverage of of these programs throughout the city. Dr. Joseph Richardson is a professor of African-American studies and medical anthropology at the University of Maryland. Dr. Richardson, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.